All right, I'm very excited. I've managed to find my good friend, Evan, and he's going to tell me what he thinks of the barbecue festival today. First of all, Evan, how are you, mate? I'm good. So, I like the music because it's really fun. Oh, yeah? Yep. Sure is. And what else have you been doing today? Uh, I've been in my house watching some TV and playing some games. Oh, really? So, how, how have you liked the, the barbecue competition, mate? Uh, it's very good. Did you get to try some of the meat? Yes. And what was your favourite? Uh, the inside. You like the inside of the meat? Yep, sure do. That's fantastic. So, who do you think is going to win today? Smoking Hot Confessions. Oh, buddy, that's the correct answer. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. This is Andy Groneman, and you're listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben Arnott, and I'd like to welcome you to a fantastic new episode of the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast, Australia's first barbecue podcast. I recently competed at the always amazing Burley Barbecue Championships on the Gold Coast of Queensland, Australia. Not only is the Burley comp my local comp, it's also my favourite. I don't know of any other barbecue competition where you and 200 of your best mates can camp on the beach for two nights hang out around the open fires, and cook some killer cue. While I was there, I got to have some fantastic conversations with new and experienced teams alike. I even got to have some FaceTime with barbecue legend Andy Groneman, which was incredible. Andy was there teaching classes and hosting the competition, so I was really lucky that he took some time out of his schedule to hang out with me. So grab a drink and some wings, and join me at the Burley Barbecue Championships 2017. This is the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with barbecue pitmaster Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? It is late in the evening on uh, Saturday evening and uh, the fires are out, the wood is burning and I've tracked down Paul and Bronnie from 4670 Barbecue. How are you this evening, folks? Fantastic. Excellent. Enjoying the cool evening and the warm fire. It has it, it has cooled right down after being so so lovely today, hasn't it? It's gone quite cool on us, and for us northerner Queenslanders down south, it's very chilly. Now, speaking of uh, of being from up north, can you tell us a bit about um, about where you're from and what you do with uh, with, with the barbecue? Well, we're from um, Bundaberg, uh, which is in central Queensland, or the White Bay part of Queensland. Uh, we've been in business as 4670 Barbecue for just over a year. Uh, we compete as Bulldogs Barbecue Australia on the competition circuit. Uh, we uh, yeah, spend most Friday nights at River Feast on the beautiful Burnett River and then Saturday night at Lana's Markets. Uh, so it's a, pretty much a 40-hour cook day in two days. Um, but yeah, life's, life's great. It's a, a great job to have, a great career to have, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty easy lifestyle, really. 40 hours in two days, that's a hell of a lot of barbecue. What do you cook on? Uh, we use a 24-inch Radar Hill offset uh, reverse flow smoker. Uh, Radar Hill are pretty much the best smokers in Australia. As was my... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Get creative, Robbie's standing right behind us. 
Yeah, I know. That's why I'm a bit jealous, a bit nervous, I should say. Um, no, well, look, they're, they're quality machines and... Um, they make life so much easier when you cook on those and we started with a, a Texas Ranchero from Barbecues Galore and a, and a Pro Q and we've moved up now and we've got a couple of Pro Qs, a couple of Komodo Dragons, a, the, the 24 inch Radar Hill and a couple of other different smokers at home including a 1981 and a 1986 Weber which uh, is very treasured. So yeah we've got the full range of smokers and um, yeah, life, yeah, it's just great to use, great to use all of it. It's wood fired smoking is, is nothing better than cooking with natural products so what's your most popular uh, dish when you're catering i would have to say brisket if we don't cook brisket at at the markets on weekends uh, we kind of get hounded so yeah Bronnie, my wife likes to be referred to as the artistic director um, of smoking hot confessions as a husband and wife team um, how do you guys divvy up responsibilities uh, Paul is definitely the pit master. He's the guy who gets up at 3am while I'm lucky to sleep until 6. He does the, he does all the heavy work. I do all the fun social media, getting our name out there, talking to people. I'm the face. He's the brawn of our operation. And does that transfer to competitions as well? Uh, yes, definitely. He does all the hard work and I sit back and uh, have a sleep and do the parsley. And oh, and the most important job of all, I'm the lady who takes the boxes up. Ah, the, the, the uh, highest responsibility of all. That's right, because if I drop that box, I'm running so fast that he'll never catch me. <laughs> well, we've got five categories here. What is uh, going to be your best box, do you think? Lamb. We lamb. crush it at lamb. Tell me we, a bit about your, your background with lamb. Uh, we've had two lovely wins with lamb. We've had a first and a second. Um, so we're very happy with that. People uh, ask us what our secret is, and I can't tell you because it is a secret. Uh, but we work it well, and we mix a few things in that people will probably be surprised in our rub and sauce. Okay, so if you could give uh, three tips to the listeners at home then about cooking lamb without giving away your, your secrets, of course, what would those tips be? Oh, pretty much uh, a, a good rub, a, a good savoury rub, probably the best way to say it. Um, sweetness doesn't go very good with lamb. And a nice uh, sauce that complements lamb. So everyone knows that mint complements lamb, so that's part of our sauce. Um, yeah. And, and probably just keeping an eye on the lamb itself. So if you're doing like a lamb rack, like a rack of lamb, it's a very reasonably quick cook time when it comes to low and slow barbecue. Um, and it goes over very quickly because a lot of people do like that little bit of pink in their lamb, um, but there's also too much. So it is a very fine line as with all competition barbecue meats. Um, but yeah, just, just that keeping an eye on it and making sure it doesn't go over uh, the medium rare medium stage because once it rests the lamb like all meats once you wrap it keeps on cooking and you don't want it to overcook otherwise it just becomes tough fantastic yeah nobody wants tough lamb alright thanks very much for, for taking time to talk to me tonight and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening and I hope you can get a couple of hours sleep in before it all uh, all gets crazy at about 6am tomorrow Oh, so do I. Quite <laughs> the flu, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that I'll get a couple of hours in just to keep myself bright on bushy time tomorrow. But really, once the uh, hand in start, that's uh, Bronwyn's job. So she's the closer. All right, thanks very much. <laughs> I don't say. <laughs> 
Folks, I'm looking at a giant red-numbered clock staring at me from the wall here. It says 10.26pm. You can hear the dulcet tones of a generator grinding away in the background over there. And uh, people are either sleeping or cooking right now. And two of the people who are still up cooking are Chris and Dion from myq for you How are you going, gentlemen? Yeah, good. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yourself? Mate, I am getting better as the day gets longer. So that's, um, that's a good way to be. So uh, how's the comp been treating you so far? Oh, well, last night was a bit of fun. That was the fun and games night. Uh, but today's been pretty cruisy. Just kicking back, relaxing, enjoying the, enjoying the crowd, enjoying the weather. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Dion? Yeah, a little bit of prepping up the knives, getting everything done around the, around the ridges here. So, yeah, it's been quite a good day. Excellent. Now, you guys have travelled a pretty decent whack to get here. Where, where have you come from? Uh, Rockhampton, central Queensland. And how long does that take you to get here? Uh, what we do, we left Thursday night um, about 8.30, pulled up at Gympie about 1.30, um, and then, yeah, so what's that, six, seven, nine hours probably in total from Rocky to here, if you're doing it in a straight hit. Right. Wow. How do you manage to, um, to, to keep your meat fresh on such a long, uh, such a long trip? Uh, it's, uh, well, we do a lot of our pre-prep in advance, um, vac it down and throw it in the freezer. So when it comes to travel time or, you know, everyone's time poor and if you can do something in advance, um, i.e. chicken, um, lamb prep, put it in the freezer, there's no harm in it, um, especially if it's not getting frostbitten. Yeah, that's a good point. You don't want freezer burn, hey? That's exactly right. But I have heard a rumour that you have a bit of a funny story about um, about uh, pork and Bundy. Can you tell me a bit about that? Well, we sort of did our pork prep in advance because Bundy was uh, pork and pork ribs. So we actually bought uh, two whole pigs for that particular comp so we could actually do what we like. Um, we like ham as well, so we did some ham with the legs that was left over. Um, I've still got a shoulder sitting at home in the freezer. Um, and we practiced with one, had two for, had two for comp. So yeah, come Wednesday, I grabbed them out of the freezer, threw them in the fridge, um, start the thawing process. And then um, come comp day, it was, yep, uh, Friday travel, threw them in the esky and away we came. And when we got to comp after site inspection on Friday, we thought, well, we better sit them on the bench and thaw them out a little bit. Come 11 o'clock, it was still pretty frozen. And um, hand in was 12 hours time. So we rubbed a dub-dub and threw it in and got it going. So you actually smoked a frozen... Frozen, uh, frozen rock as hard as that could be. And how did it go? Well, we tied for fourth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nicely done. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, I suppose, just, you know, one of the obstacles that we get in competition barbecue, yeah, not every cook's always going to be the same. It's, it will always be a learning curve. Right, yeah. Now, I'm intrigued by something you said before about, um, about breaking down the animals yourselves. Are you guys butchers? Are you farmers? Do you do, do you, do you an ex, hunt and hunt and cut up your own beasts? How Dion's you? a ex butcher by trade, um, so that's you know tying in rather well with regards to the competition scene. Um, part of our butcher sponsorship with uh, Reggie from Parkhurst Quality Meats is um, I, I don't expect him to give me nothing for nothing. Um, it was hey look. It's a hobby. It needs to be very cost-effective for me. Um, and we've got access to bandsaws, but they're 40 minutes from the shop. So rather than grabbing an animal and into an esky and running it away 40 minutes to do, and do an hour, two hours worth of prep on it, 
and then bring it back 40 minutes hey give us access to the you know to the to the you know the bandsaw on site and it's happy days in that in that lovely butcher shop fantastic now um dion mate the uh, as the ex butcher of the team um you're giving me some tips last night about um about knives what what uh, what tips would you have for listeners at home about their knives uh get yourself a good quality knife and a good quality steel uh, the steel is there to regain the edge. Um, if you can't sharpen it, find someone. Generally, most towns will have someone that can sharpen a knife for you. But a steel is your best friend in the kitchen, keeping the edge on your on your knife. Right. And when you're saying good quality knife, are we talking like, you know, go to a kitchen warehouse and get a twenty dollar knife as opposed to the the three dollar knife from the from Coles? Like, what are we talking about here? Uh, generally, you, you're best off either getting in contact with Chris. We, we run knives ourselves. We run a nice geyser. Uh, we've got both black and pink. Uh, we run FDIC steels that we can get for people. Being a butcher, I can actually get them through at a little bit cheaper price on under trade. Um, and we always pass that on to the guys. But honestly, the, 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 the top three picks that I'd have to throw out to them would be geyser. Um, going into your Victorinox, your Victorinox are a bit softer steel, um, or coming up into your Swibos, they're a harder steel but they'll hold your edge that little bit longer um, if you're going to try and run stuff out of Aldi or Costco, it might not be as good a quality, but if, if that's the price point that you've got to hit be prepared to be sharpening more often mm, I, I know some of those brands, so you're not talking about you know, you have to buy this $700 knife sort of thing, there are there are very uh, very reasonable options out there. Yeah, somewhere around your price point, uh, around your thirty to fifty dollar mark, um, you're going to have quite a decent quality knife. Uh, don't get me wrong; you start running into some of the Damascus Damascus steel. Um, they're definitely a harder knife, so they are harder to sharpen. But once you've actually got that edge on them, they will hold that edge a lot longer. But if you treat your knife right um, and take your time when you're on the steel quite quite effective the, the that mid-range sort of knife so how is damascus steel different to to other types um it has a lot to do with the uh forging style so it's actually two different um grades of steel that as you're folding them through the carbon content what i'm led to believe is what gives it the different strengths through the edge so you'll get a harder center but it will still hold the edge on it as well so it's oh, quite interesting fascinating yeah right Okay, so we've got um, five categories, and something that I'm asking everybody is uh, what do you think is going to be your, your best hand-in for the five categories? Well, third place chicken last year, so we've got a bit to live up to for that one. Um, so we've been working hard on that considering what we handed in last year and we, where we got. Um, seafood, lamb, I really want to do well in lamb. We, we place well in lamb continuously, so yeah, let's knock it out of the park with our lamb. Lamb, interesting. So if you could give uh, three tips to uh, the people listening at home on lamb, what would that be? Fresh, especially from a yeah, good butcher. Yeah, definitely quality. Um, again, price point and matching it up, uh, you get a good butcher. Reggie really looks after it. He's getting us in good lambs on a weekly basis. Um, yeah, hit your local butcher, talk to them, tell them what you're doing and they'll get you in the right stuff. Fantastic. Well, thanks very much for your time, gentlemen. I will, uh, I will leave you to it. 
I can see that the uh, the red clock is counting away and I can see you eyeing off the smoker behind me. You've obviously got some stuff on there you've got to go take care of. So I'll just once again say thanks very much and I'll catch you later on. Not a worry. Thanks for all your support, mate. Thank you, Ben. Alrighty, folks, it's approaching 11 o'clock at night. It's almost my bedtime. It's almost my turn to have a kip. But before I do that, I've got to have a quick chat with Dan from Country Boys. How are you doing tonight, Dan? Yeah, pretty good, mate. How are you enjoying the uh, the brisk weather? It's uh, definitely a cool night, isn't it? It is, mate. The, uh, the sunshine and no clouds is beautiful during the day, but it makes for a pretty cold night once the sun goes down. Absolutely. Now, I uh, just want to have a quick yarn to you because you had a bit of drama here last night. Would you mind telling me a bit about what happened there? So, um, a couple of young fellas decided that they were going to steal our esky that uh, had our pork ribs in it. Now, we're not talking about uh, like another team, Shanana Prankigans. We're, uh, we're talking about uh, some outsiders here, aren't we? Absolutely. There was just a couple of young fellas that uh, were walking past after the uh, pub had closed and uh, decided they'd jump the fence and have a look inside the esky and see what was in there. And they decided that they wanted to take it with them. So uh, they decided to jump the fence and I've got uh, Travis here from TB2 uh, Smokers and he, uh, he got it back for us because I was still asleep. So you, you actually slept through the whole thing? I slept through the whole thing, buddy. How did you manage that? Um, just after I'd done a 12-hour shift and after driving up here, the uh, yeah, it was a big day and I was just slept through the whole thing. Right. Now, so I'm sitting in your site now. Whereabouts were you sleeping and where was the esky? Um, the esky was probably about a foot away from my head when they grabbed it and uh, the fence is only sort of a couple of metres away as well. But it all happened so quick that, uh, yeah, I never heard nothing. Trav heard them jumping back over the fence and uh, was able just to grab the handle of the esky and pull it back over the over the fence. And uh, two security get were on duty here. Um, heard the heard the kerfuffle and uh, come running down. The, the two young fellas just ran off laughing. Right. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm surprised that you uh, you know didn't have a tire iron under the pillow and come up uh, come up swinging. No, mate, no. The uh, I found out at six o'clock this morning when I woke up that this <laughs> that this had taken place at one o'clock. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, this is my third year here, and I've never heard of anything like that happening before. So no, well, it's um, it's it's pretty disappointing. It was, and uh, not only that, the uh, we've had someone try to break the aerial off my Ute as well today today like during the day like during the day two o'clock this afternoon security come and uh grabbed another bloke and uh yeah took him for a walk as well because um he was walking along bending bending the aerials on the cars wow that's uh that's just bizarre yeah it's just bizarre behavior absolutely yeah he was uh he was definitely on something yeah yeah well I'm uh, looking over at the table over there, mate, and I can see two monster briskets up there. How is your brisket game going to be this comp? Well, I have teamed up again with uh, one of the best brisket cooks in the country, and uh, I've got Chris Davies cooking with us again. So um, the brisket guru is uh, is onto it. So you've had uh, you've, you've had success with Chris and brisket before? Uh, absolutely. So Chris was up uh, Port Douglas with me. 
So uh, with Travis coming down after we met him up there at, at Port Douglas, um, yeah, we just got the team together again and, and uh, yeah, we're just looking to um, have some fun with this one. Love it. So you guys have all cooked together before, anyway. Yes, mate. Yeah. So this is just a, this is just another weekend uh, of cooking with mates. Fantastic. So if you had three tips that you could give to the listeners at home on uh, on cooking briskets, mate, what would that be? Um, a- apart from hire Chris Davies. <laughs> um, take it a little bit further than what you normally would do. That uh, you think that it's done, because uh, a lot of people. Um, think that they go off temperature rather than go off the uh, probing of the meat and and um, also too a good rest make sure your brisket has a, uh, a good rest and uh, also too get some good smoke on your brisket as well just for the, the extra flavour Fantastic mate, love all those tips thank you very much for your time I am cold to the bone because I'm soft as and uh, it's my turn for a kip, so I'm going to go uh, head back up to my site and call it a night. I'll see you in the morning. Righto, mate. I'll see you then. Catch you later. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is now quarter past eight in the morning. We have 45 minutes left to first hand in. We are doing pretty well over here in the Smoke and Hot Confessions tent. We have our chicken... Oh, actually, pretty much everything is on now. The seafood's going on shortly. Um, currently in the smoker right now, I've got the pork ribs, lamb ribs... Um, the burn ends are in there, some brisket ribs are about to come out and have a rest, and everything is looking great. It was pretty cold overnight, but we're pulling up nicely this morning. Once again, it's uh, it's all blue skies, and now the sun's come out, everyone's warming up, and we're all getting ready. The adrenaline has well and truly kicked in. Everybody is just working their butts off. Everywhere I look, I can just see people running around and uh, prepping their comp boxes, prepping their meats, getting everything ready. So... Uh, Wish me luck and we'll see how we go. Well, what can I say? It is now, oh, my watch has actually died through the night. It is now one, two, three, four. It's 12.34, make a wish. I know what I'm wishing for. I'm wishing for a nice big shiny trophy, but we'll see how we go. So last handing was at 12 o'clock. We have handed in chicken, seafood, lamb, beef, and pork and I gotta say whilst I my feelings about my own hand-ins I don't feel like I've particularly nailed anything but I haven't bombed anything either so I feel like the consistency is good um, which is good that's what we're looking for and uh, we'll just have to see how it pans out in the awards ceremony so for now I'm gonna hit the uh, hit the streets here at the festival and talk to some other teams about how they feel about how they've been going This is Adam from the ABA, and you're listening to Smoking Hot Confessions. I've tracked down Chris from Pits and Giggles Barbecue right now, and uh, they're in the middle of their cleanup post comp. And I've dragged him away from the rest of the team. They're all giving me the death stare, the stink eye, because uh, they've uh, they're cleaning up and he's uh, hanging out. So, mate, how's Burley been for you? Uh, it, Burley's been pretty good. We've um, it's kind of been a funny sort of a day. The timings, uh, you know, all, everything's really early in the morning. Hand in, so it's uh, no sleep. Running on no sleep. <laughs> I've had I think I had three hours sleep last night, and I was up at four thirty yesterday morning. So I'm a little shattered right now. <laughs> and where have you come from for the comp? 
Uh, so I, uh, we're only Brisbane boys. So uh, four of us live in, uh, all live in Brisbane. Um, Rory's the closest, he's at Logan. Uh, James lives in the city, uh, in the valley. And um, uh, David and I both live out. I'm Aspley and he's around the corner at Albany Creek. Very cool. So you're, you're virtually locals then? Yeah, pretty close. Uh, it was only, we actually, I did a normal day's work on Friday and then um, packed up Friday and got up early Saturday morning came down. Fair enough. Good plan. Keeps the boss happy. Now, what I wanted to stop by and talk to you about is um, I'm seeing a giant TV screen or a computer screen or something here, and there's all sorts of uh, really pretty looking graphs and all this sort of stuff going on. Mate, this is a barbecue competition. What's with all the uh, the statistics and graphs? Well, uh, first of all, something you need to know is that the three of us, uh, which is James, Rory and I, uh, we're all IT people. So uh, we've all all sort of into technology and like like our technology. Uh, so all of this gear is um, uh, hooked up to the Smartfire. So Smartfire is a, a great little piece of kit uh, that we use in our Webers, but you can also use them in a, um, uh, in a Pro-Q or in the Bullets uh, or the Komodos. Uh, and basically what it does, it's an electronic uh, little device that can regulate your air and also monitors the temperature of all your gear. So in this particular case, uh, we had the TV screen hooked up to an iPad, uh, just running just a, a simple app, the, the Smartfire app, which was linked into one of the Smartfires uh, in the Weber, and we could actually have the, the temps of the, the pit temp and the temps of all the meat that were in it up on screen all the time. Uh, and you just swing it sideways and you actually get a really nice graph of how the, how the whole cook's gone including that runs a little fan when it needs to get a bit hotter. So the, uh, the fan pushes a bit more air in, brings the temp back up. When it uh, gets up the temp, cuts the fan out. So um, on the Webers, using uh, Snake Method, um, we can run a nice consistent temp using the Smart Fire for five or six hours. Uh, and what's even better is when I do it at home, uh, which I do quite regularly, as those of us that barbecue do, um, I'll uh, get up in the morning, um, I'll set, set it off, get the cook going, and then I'll go out shopping, go out and have a beer, uh, go down to Bunnings as we do and uh, uh, and I can wherever I am I can grab my phone have a look and I can monitor the temperatures uh, and see how the whole cook's going. So you've literally cooked competition barbecue this weekend in your sleep? Yeah pretty well although I'm, I think I'm half asleep now to be honest. So. <laughs> I reckon you're doing pretty well. So of the five hand-ins which one do you think has been your strongest one today? I uh, our chicken was really good. Um, it came out really nice. It didn't quite have the colour we'd have liked, but the, the texture and taste was re- was really nice. Uh, the seafood looked looked awesome. We did lobster tails for seafood. Um, but because it's we've never done seafood before, so we just got no idea. We were just making it up as we went. Uh, but uh, we had a bit of problems with our brisket. We um, were a bit short on time, but that's experience. And this is only our second competition, so. Uh, but we're getting there. But uh, yeah, overall, we were, we were quite happy across the board. Um, we, if to be honest, if we make midfield, we'll be happy. You know, we're only new. We're, they've got people who've been doing it for years, uh, wandering around here. I've only actually been cooking low and slow for about a year now, so. Uh, you know we've got a we've got a lot to learn, and it's, it's only our second comp. So managing those timings is quite a quite a thing to do, <laughs> quite a, something to manage. Yeah, I've got a um, my my aunt is on the team, and I, I refer to her as my stage manager because she has this uh, this ability to read the run sheets and memorise it all. So there'll be five different run sheets for the five different hand ins, and she'll just rattle it off off the top of her head. Right, nine fifty five, lamb, do this. Ten o'clock, chicken, do that. It's incredible. So you mentioned chicken before as being your strongest hand-in. What cut did you do? Uh, so we did um, uh, thighs, uh, boning up, and did them as the cupcakes and put them in a cupcake mould. Uh, so 
peel the skin off, the fat off the back of the skin, um, soak them in uh, or soak the meat in some buttermilk, uh, then out, put the rub on, put the skin back on into the cupcake mould. And, and in she went. Then we glazed it later on, but the, the glaze just didn't. Uh, we didn't get the glaze quite thick enough uh, in our time at the end, so we didn't get that really nice uh, mahogany sort of colour over it. It was a little bit light, uh, but the taste was kicking. Fantastic. So, what would be uh, three pieces of advice that you give to people who are at home listening who want to cook up some cupcake chicken? The um uh, be prepared for it to take a long time. If you're going to do the, the skin properly, uh, that's hard work. It's probably the second worst job in barbecue, the worst being uh, parsley. <laughs> so uh, if you talk to any of the guys from here and you ask them what their what uh, job they hate the most, and it's chicken. Everyone dislikes chicken because of the, having to take that skin off. Because if you leave the fat on the back of the skin, uh, it's rubbery. And as soon as you take a bite, all of the skin comes off in one go. So if you go to KFC and any of those, you know, it's the first bite, all the skin comes off at once, which is good at KFC because you see the whole lot at once. But in barbecue, it's no good. You need that nice bite through. So it's uh, take the time with that skin uh, and thicken your sauce up better than we did. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, mate, thank you very much for your time. Uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, hopefully see you up on stage at presentations shortly. Uh, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see you next week. Next yes. Week at, uh, That's right, mate. I'll be there as well. Cool. See you then. Catch you later. In a Smoking Hot Confessions exclusive, I've managed to track down someone who is actually a judge here at Burley. I've got Matt from Blue Dog Barbecue. Mate, how has Burley been treating you? Uh, it's magic. You can't go past, what, 20-something degrees, sun, 100 metres from the ocean, and you get to eat barbecue at the same time. It's pretty good. In the middle of winter, no less. Yeah, being from Sydney, this is a nice little uh, break away from home life. It's great. So you've been judging today. What brings you all the way from Sydney just to judge? Uh, I've got one special person, my partner Alana. She surprised me with an anniversary gift of a couple of flight tickets and pre-booked me into being a judge up here, so it was awesome, yeah. I think she wins like wife of the year or something. That's uh, that's that, that that's pretty outstanding. So, mate, how how was the judging? Uh, overall, the standard is obviously of amazing. The guys have done an awesome job, and I can't thank them enough for feeding me for the last couple of hours. I'm normally on the other side of the fence, extremely tired and exhausted and out of pocket by this stage of the day. But um, no, it was awesome. The food was great. What was your favourite hand in? Today, I'm not normally a massive lover of pork ribs, but we had one of the best pork ribs I've ever had in my life today. And the whole table agreed. It was just a standout. Awesome. Fantastic. Can you tell me a little bit about them? Um, this particular pork rib, it looked like um, just awesome gloss on the outside. Plenty in the, plenty. I think there was a 10 in the box altogether. So, so if this was you, you'd probably know who it is by now. Um, plenty of meat, nice and thick, juicy. The tenderness and the fat had rendered out perfect. But overall, the last thing, the taste was um, by far a step above anybody else in that we had tried today. Fantastic. Well, thanks for, uh, for, for sharing some of your insights with me today. And uh, thanks for travelling all the way up from Sydney to, uh, to, give us, to, to, to share us your wisdom in the judging process. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thank you. All right, I'm talking now to Brad from Charcoal Kings. Mate, how has Burley treated you this weekend? I uh, couldn't ask for better weather and a great location. Uh, yeah, Burley Barbecue Festival. Definitely do it again. Yep, it's awesome. Yeah, this is my third year in a row here, mate. This is definitely my, my favourite on the, on the circuit. And uh, people that have been here just once, 
they see why. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, not only is it uh, the weather, but the view, the all the all the people walking past, the atmosphere, it's unreal. Yep. I don't know of any other barbecue competition in Australia where you're cooking on the side of the beach. Yeah, 100%. It's pretty good for winter. Yeah. That's, that's the Gold Coast, mate. Love it. Now, what I wanted to come talk to you about is I've spotted uh, one of your smokers here. Yep. And uh, I was wondering if you could tell me a, a bit about it and be as descriptive as you can. Yeah, no worries. So this is a, it's, it's called uh, Mibrasa. It's a Mibrasa charcoal oven. So it's a, it's a direct heat. Uh, so basically, look, this is a generally uh, basic commercial use uh, for restaurants, pubs, clubs, that kind of thing. Uh, where they're doing high temperature grilling. Uh, so the way we, we use this in conjunction with our offset smoker is uh, we do a lot of finishing in here at a higher temperature, getting that charcoal flavour. Uh, it also gives us the ability to, to run two different pits at different uh, temperatures. So, um, look, it's imported from Spain. It's, uh, it's the, the quality and the thickness of the steel is, uh, is of the highest grade. Even at, uh, you know, overnight at three o'clock in the morning when it's at three degrees, as you would have experienced last night yourself, uh, this thing just sits at a constant temperature, whereas, you know, you're feeding the offset smoker with wood after wood after wood, whereas this thing just holds temperature perfectly. So it's uh, very, very well insulated. Um, great cantilevered door on it. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's perfect. Gives a beautiful, beautiful flavour to the meat. Fantastic. So do you do commercial work with it? Yeah, so, yeah, look, um, I work for a company called Comcater that uh, sells this uh, equipment, imports it from Spain and, and sells it in the commercial market. Um, so, yeah, we've only been importing this into Australia for, uh, for about uh, two years now. Um, and, yeah, we've got a lot of restaurants out there that have taken it on board because of the trend of, uh, of you know, low and slow cooking and cooking in charcoal, cooking with uh, over wood. Um, so it's becoming even more popular um, out there. So they're all looking for a point of difference and getting that beautiful smell wafting through their restaurants. So, yeah, definitely we, um, we, we sell a lot of them. Fantastic. Now, what do you feel has been your strongest hand in so far this weekend? Uh, look, I think um, we, we sort of thought to ourselves our best chance uh, would be the seafood category. Uh, purely because we figured it's uh, because it is unique to uh, this festival, and that um, you know, giving given our inexperience uh, with uh, with competitions, and it puts us a bit more on a level playing field with the rest of the teams because uh, they also probably uh, haven't had as much experience or exposure uh, or practice. So, uh, look, we we felt that uh, we we did uh, salmon. We were very happy with it. Um, we we did a. In the Mibrasa as well, we did a, a, an ash which we made out of leek uh, that we pressed on the top of the salmon, which gave it a like a bark-like effect. Um, and, yeah, just a really slow, light smoke. Uh, it was cured in a little bit of um, uh, salt and sugar. Um, and, yeah, so the flavour we were very happy with. Presentation we were happy with. So, look, hopefully the judges uh, like it. Yeah, me too. I, I had a bit of a crack at salmon as well. Yeah. So if you could give uh, three tips to the listeners at home on, uh, on cooking salmon, what would they be? Uh, look, I think, um, the, you know, look, if you're going to especially cook it, uh, if you're not just going to cook it with direct contact and quickly in a pan, if you're going to look to cook it in an oven slowly, I think it's important that you do give it a little bit of a, a brine first. So whether you mix up just some salt water, 
and just rest it in that that for even if it's just 20 minutes it just stops the protein leach coming out of the fish so you don't get that white leach coming out um, and and it also you know flavors the the salmon really well uh, but just generally look if you're going to smoke it obviously really give it a, a good good smoke up not too much or you get a bit of flavor on the outside and then then finish it with some high heat and don't overcook it it's probably the best thing yeah, I, uh, I think mine might have been a little bit overdone today. Yeah. Just a touch, just a touch. Yeah. Well, listen, mate, thank you so much for your time. No and um, I will uh, catch up with you again shortly. Okay, cheers. Thank you. See you later. I've got Cam here from Third Degree Burns. And at Barbecue and Beats, he was, uh, he was a team member on Smoking Hot Confessions. And uh, today he's the competition. So uh, it's a bit of a change of events between one comp and the next. And... Uh, but it's all, it's, it's all in good fun. So, Cam, mate, how has Burley been for you this weekend? Mate, fantastic weekend. You couldn't ask for any better weather. Uh, it was very cold for Queensland, Queensland weather this morning, but uh, it um, seemed to have had a good cook and, you know, everything went well, we think. We'll, we'll see what the judges say. Yeah, right. So I'm looking at your, at, at your smoker here, mate. Can you tell me a bit about it? Yeah, it's a uh, 20-inch Bullockhead Creek um, offset. Um, got it about two years old now, so um, I, uh, I keep it undercover and I look after it a, a lot, and it's like one of my babies. So um, it's still in pretty good nick. You see a few getting around that are a few years old that are all rusted up, So, but uh, it still still looks, looks the, the part. It certainly does, mate. It certainly does. So if you're not competing on uh, Smoking Not Confessions this weekend, tell me a bit about who you've got on your team. Okay, so um, I've got a, we've usually got a four, four or five person team. We have uh, I've got Craig and um, who flies up from um, Melbourne. Brett lives up here as well on the Gold Coast. And uh, we get um, Brett's wife to come and help do parsley. And we usually have someone that's interested in barbecue come in, try and uh, give him a few point, pointers and show him the ropes. So we've got a, his... Uh, was it Brett's um, nephew who's actually competing in his very first competition next week at Bangalore under the chain smokers so um, he's uh, he knows what he's in for next week now <laughs> that's fantastic so, so you pretty much just uh, keep a spot open all the time for uh, for people that want to learn a bit we, we have done last year we had um, we had last year we had someone uh, who well, who you know wanted to learn learn the ropes and and then then obviously next year I've actually been um, I've got a, someone who can come come down the to be on my team so um, I'm thinking maybe uh, I'll try and get maybe a brother-in-law down who's interested in barbecue and see see how he goes to teach him all about it. Fantastic, mate! Barbecue bringing family together. I love it. So, what do you think has been your strongest hand in today? Are you going to be? defending your brisket championship from last year mate I'd, I'd love to say that I could I I was happy with how the cook went I, I'll, I've cooked better brisket I cooked better brisket last weekend um, so we'll see what the judges think it looks good but does it taste good and then uh, the, the texture uh, I I don't know I don't think so our best thing today is definitely the ribs they come up a treat uh, we have really good um, product to start with and um, just I think they might score well. Yeah. 
Oh, excellent. So you're going to tip pork ribs this weekend? I hope so. We haven't, um, we've been getting better each competition. Last year we got ninth at Burley and went to meat stock and got a, a fifth. So let's hope we can maybe get a call up. Hoping so, mate. Crossing my fingers for you. Thank you very much for your time. I'll let you get back to your family because uh, we're all in, in clean-up mode at the moment and I've uh, stolen you away for long enough. So thanks for your time and I'll uh, see you again soon. Hopefully I'll see you at Bangalore. Yeah, no worries. Um, the, uh, the other blokes will be down there. I think I'd be pressing it to go on uh, two barbecue competitions in uh, two weekends. But, uh, may, maybe next time. Oh, come on. All right. Thanks, mate. See ya. I'm standing here now with Nathan from Smoke for Days. Mate, how has Burley been treating you? Burley was uh, quite the roller coaster, our first competition, so I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I uh, learned a lot of lessons the uh, hard way and the good way. Well, that's interesting. Um, where did you come from for the comp? Uh, just a short drive from Coolangatta, so we had a, a travel advantage, but being our first one, we're still a little bit nervous. Alrighty, so I guess my best question for you then has to be if it's been a roller coaster, what was the biggest challenge for you? Um, our biggest challenge was the proteins that we've never cooked before, which turned out the better, and the ones that we've been practicing are. Just quite didn't arrive because I suppose when you've got a time to cook and hand in, you can't cook it that extra bit more. Rightio. And I can see that you're um, cooking on an Angry Beard smoker. They're one of the newest players on the market at the moment. How'd it go for you? Yeah, no, it was good. Just got it tuned in. So a uh, good, good solid smoker. Uh, it's square. It's not round. So a little bit different. A lot of people come up and had a good chat with us. But uh, yeah, we had it running the whole time and... Had it dialed in, pretty good on fuel, so we got that smoke flavour in the meat. Excellent. And so is it pretty steady from end to end? Yeah, pretty steady. You just got you got your uh, balancing plates in there, which you once you get heat in them, you can adjust them side to side. But you can then put your slower, cooler cuts in one corner, and then still have hot ones at the front. But yeah, overall, yeah, it was we fitted all our categories in there, so it was a well-rounded machine. Fantastic. So as a first-time competitor, what would be your top three tips to future first-time competitors? Um, allow enough time to set up. Uh, make sure you do a good uh, gear list. Make sure you've got everything because, uh, yeah, it just distracts you when you've got to duck off and get stuff. And um, I think just practice, practice, practice. The three tips, practice, practice, practice. Love it. All right, well, mate, thank you very much for your time and uh, best of luck in the competition. I'll catch up with you again soon. Cool, thank you very much. I've cornered Adam from Primal Iron Barbecue. You'll know them if you've seen them. They've got the coolest logo in the game. It's the uh, gorilla in the Vietnam era uh, army hat smoking a cigar. It's awesome. How are you going, mate, and how has Burley been treating you? Burley has been awesome. Weather has been perfect, as usual. Too long a weekend. Every weekend you spend barbecuing always is. A couple of disappointments. But a couple of good hand-ins as well. Mate, tell me about the disappointments first, then we'll move on to the happy stories. All right, so pork ribs. We had four racks. Had two racks that was cut off the beast slightly different. Slice those first. Falling off the bone a little too much. Went and checked the Cambro after we'd handed in. Sliced the other racks. Perfect. Perfect bite through. Gutted. Only word for it. Absolutely gutted. Yeah, man, that's that's uh, that's pretty sad. It's bringing a tear to my eye. 
it's going to haunt me for a while. So let's change topic then. Tell me, tell me the highlight. So brisket this time. Haven't had a great cook on briskets. I thought we did really well with them this time. Probably a little under still. Great smoke ring, great bark, great slice on them. Burnt ends turned out nice and squishy. Looked good in the box. I thought it's the best we've done with them. So, yeah, I think that's probably the thing I'm most happy about just because of the improvement. Yeah, brisket's always the, uh, the, the pinnacle, isn't it? Yeah, brisket's the penultimate. So to be getting better at it, you know, we work with good ingredients all the time. To actually be doing them some justice is amazing. Yeah, for sure. Now, I just want to hark back to something that you mentioned before. For people who um, are listening to this who barbecue at home, may not necessarily be competition barbecues, you mentioned a cane bro. Can you tell me a bit about what a cane bro is and why it's important for competition barbecue? Yeah, so it's a unit to hot hold. So when you're barbecuing, there's no... You know, set time limits when barbecuing because you're controlling a pit fire that may vary in temperatures, a piece of meat that may cook quicker than the next piece of meat that you cook. They're great when you're wanting to time something to present at a certain time because you can hot hold an item in these units because they're a completely sealed, insulated unit and hot hold them for up to four hours at a decent temperature. That sounds fantastic, mate. I, uh, I I need to get myself one of them because my ribs today were finished about two and a half hours early. So I just simply double wrapped mine in foil, put them in a towel and put them in a dry esky. So I think a cane bro sounds like a much better idea. Yeah, yeah, they are great. There's nothing worse than like getting your briskets out way too early, doing what you're saying, putting them in a foil and towel and in the esky, and then having to bend them to get out of the esky. At least this way you've got the monitor tray, the easy access, little movement so you don't you know you don't get those tears on the side of your brisket, you get nice even slices. Yeah, that's always uh, always lovely. So what would be your top three tips for cooking brisket for the people listening at home? Trim hard. Fat side down is what I've the way we cook today is the first time we've done that. Really go hard trimming the point and get that back to where you want to take it off with the bird's ends. And the, the number one tip, injection is a key. Wrapping when the bark is good and taking to you know, 200 degrees, bringing them out and giving them a really good rest. That's awesome, mate. Thank you very much. So I will uh, leave you now to continue packing up and, uh, and, and get ready for presentations. Best of luck and I hope I see you up there. I hope so too. hope so too. Thanks, man. Thanks, mate. See you later. I'm now sitting in the most relaxing, comfortable chair in the entire uh, area. I don't even know what what brand it is or or what it is. It's like a lazy boy recliner meets a camp chair thing. It's it's now on my Christmas list, and I'm having a chat with uh, with Adam from Texas Barbecue, and uh, he looks pretty exhausted. So I really appreciate his time, mate. How's Burley been to you? Yeah, good, really good. Yeah, the weather's good, which we like when we come up here. It's like having a holiday. And how far ha- have you travelled to be here? Uh, about 800 k's from Newcastle. Ah, that's my university town. Oh, look out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look out, yeah. Many many beers on the bar on the hill. At the bar on the hill, and I actually used to work the door at the Star Hotel. Oh, yes, nice. Yeah, it were pretty, pretty wild times. 
So, mate, you've obviously had a had a pretty uh, pretty big weekend, and um, I've seen a constant crowd of people in front of your smoker here. So, given that this is a podcast and people can't see what we're talking about, can you give me a bit of a description of it? Um, it's a Silver Creek smoker. It's uh, built by Paul Wrightmeyer from Melbourne, from Silver Creek Smokers. He um, it's six meters long, uh, weighs nearly three ton. It's got full stainless steel kitchen. Uh, it's got roll-out awnings that roll out up to three meters each way, if you like. Uh, it's LED lighting in there. It's got hot and cold running water, catch tanks for the grey water. Yeah, it's got a full system. Awesome. And more more storage boxes than a uh, than a modern Hyundai. Well, I actually went to Paul with the design that I wanted a a pit, a trailer that looked like it was lowered, like a lowered car. I sent him them 20-inch rims that he didn't like at the start because they were too big. But he worked with them. They've got full Texas Stars on them. And then he built a full barrel and warmer box for me. And then I did all the overhead awnings. It's all aluminium up there to keep the weight down with the roll-out blinds. And John, that's on my team, he's a kitchen cabinet maker, runs his own business. He built all the kitchen for me down this side. Like we got soft closed drawers, full stainless steel bench tops, hot and cold water. Yeah, really good. Fantastic, mate. So do you do do catering off the back of this rig? Yeah, I do actually. Um, done a few gigs with uh, Hillbilly Wes from Bovine and Swan. Help him out from time to time. We got uh, 45 briskets in it there one day, and there's still one shelf left empty. 45 briskets with one shelf left empty. Wow. That is awesome. So, mate, what do you feel has been your best hand in today? Um, possibly our chicken and seafood. So we've had uh, a second and a third with seafood. We got third place seafood here last year, but I had to change that this year because of the new rulings and stuff, just from the way it was made, yeah. Yeah, me too. I had to go with something new this year as well because uh, my oysters killed Patrick weren't going to cut it anymore with the, uh, with the chunks of bacon in it. Exactly, yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So talking about seafood then, it can be quite tricky to cook seafood on a barbecue. What would be your top three tips for the listeners at home for cooking seafood? Really, really gentle. <laughs> Keep the temperatures down really, really low and just, um, yeah, really got to baby them, look after stuff, yeah. So you can't slap a squid like you can slap a brisket? Uh, no, no, that's exactly right. No, you can't do that. All righty, mate. Well, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. I can see how, how exhausted you are. And I will uh, get out of your way and I'll leave you to it. Mate, thank you very much. This is Jess Prowls and you're listening to Smoking Hot Confessions. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm super excited. I've managed to track down the superstar of barbecue that's travelled all the way to the Gold Coast, Mr. Andy Groneman. Mate, how are you? And how has Burley been treating you? Oh, Burley's amazing. This event is, uh, it's got to be unlike anything else. The community outpouring, all the people around here. Uh, it's just amazing. Greg's thrown together. Uh, this is winter, right? Hold on a second. I got to just back up. It's like, 80 Fahrenheit and sunny on the beach, and it's winter time, right? Yes, mate. You could go and swim right now, and you would be fine. It's amazing. So, I mean, I'm from Kansas. We're a little landlocked. I don't get to have a competition with the beach roaring behind me. 
uh, and the GC trophy is a surfboard. That's it's right. It's amazing. It's ama- I want to take it with me. I, I get to give it away today. I might just bolt out the back with the surfboard and tell Greg I'll see you next time. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, the event's amazing. Uh, I love the outpouring of the teams. Everybody here is, is really about the community. This is a great community event. The, the public's out. We're standing here right now, and I'm just watching down the aisle. And literally, you can't walk through the aisle because of the amount of people here. So it's just a great event for the community. Love it. Yeah, this is the, the, the third year that this, that, that, that this event's been on here. And I've been competing here every year, and it just gets bigger and better every year. I think the nice thing is, is that the organizer is also a competitive cook. So he kind of builds some of the stuff around the teams. And you can tell it is for the community, right? Because he's built some elements in that get them engaged. And I think it'll help it keep growing. Um, I got to hang out in the judging tent today. The food that comes in was amazing. Uh, loved the creativity on the, on the hand-ins. Just really stellar food coming in today. Just on that topic, did you get to try any of the lamb? Yes, I did. I got to have a little bit of the lamb, and so I like my lamb to have a little bit more color. And they and what I heard from several of the teams was that the judges don't want to see some of that blood. They don't want it quite as pink on the turn-in, so they take it a little over. But it was still, I mean, the lamb here is so tender, and the flavor is just spot on. Our North American lamb, we we don't have it right. It's not it's not this stuff. It's amazing. So from all your experience in competition barbecue, how do our competitions here in Australia compare to competition stateside? I think, I think the level of competition is the same. Um, so there was probably, what, 42 teams or so here today. Um, I'm watching the boxes come in. I'm looking at the meat that's going on to the judging tables. And it's, it's all phenomenal. The level of uh, detail in the turn-ins. I mean, it's what we would expect in the U.S. I I think that, well, and we've seen it, like the double barrel guys, right? They got a a call in brisket at the American Royal, you know, top 10 finish. So so the the playing field to me is level. Um, But the the food, I love the creativity uh, that I see in the turn-ins. I saw chicken entries. I saw like boneless wings with like kind of a breading on them. I saw breasts sliced and pulled. We saw all these entries that it'd be brave to do that in a event in the u.s because the judges have an expectation of kind of a chicken thigh performed a certain way and uh i love that the creativity is still able to come out uh, and you see that in the turn-ins and the food was phenomenal everything that i tried i snuck one here and there right uh food was phenomenal that's fantastic now you were here doing some classes yesterday how did you find your aussie audience Everybody was just great. Questions were great, fully engaged, wanting to learn about the different techniques and things you can do. Um, Great classes. And we've got one on Monday, and I just can't wait because everybody's so excited about barbecue. It's it's amazing the amount of energy that is, you know, just in the community for it. So you were talking about uh, pork and brisket yesterday. I think when I was uh, walking in and took a few sh- and, and took a few photos, what would be your top three tips for? You you can pick one. You can choose. Um, top three tips for people uh, cooking at home. So, and you you see it in some of the questions, right? Somebody said, "What temperature did I do you pull that at? What temperature is that done at?" It's not about a temperature. It's about 
the the feel of that piece of meat all of these secondary cuts that we cook with our low and slow barbecue it's really about getting them tender and so the joke yesterday you know I, the phrase that i had thrown out is i said we cook it into submission right it's we're cooking it until the thing is done we if it takes 10 hours it takes 10 hours that's what it takes it's not about a temperature sometimes it's 190 degrees internal sometimes it's 210 uh, so it's really about the feel so don't don't stress over a timeline or a temperature let the thing cook and and when it feels done when it's got that nice soft buttery feel it's ready and you don't don't try and push it don't try and make something happen just let it happen uh, and that's really what you know we got out of yesterday was that thank you so much mate I just want to say thank you for your time. Thank you for coming to Australia. Thank you for, for, for coming to the festival. It's been great to get to meet you and get to know you, and uh, I hope you have a great rest of the time here. The Gold Coast has been amazing. Uh, I've, I've gotten to spend a little time in Adelaide before and Melbourne before that, and, man, there's not anything like the Gold Coast. No, my wife's from, uh, from Seattle, and she says that this is like the Florida of, uh, of the United States. It's, like, um, it's our equivalent of Florida. Yeah, the, the vibe here is so amazing all the everybody's just got this nice mellow vibe the the energy is great and it, it's perfect for an event like this and like i said i can't believe it's the middle of winter i said it's I'm, i was expecting a little cool weather maybe a a, ra a rain shower here and there it's sunny and beach weather there's people in bikinis i mean oh my gosh it's amazing <laughs> yeah cool thanks very much for your time andy and i'll let you get back to uh, preparing for the presentations yeah, that's going to be great. I get to give away that surfboard. Or not. Or not. <laughs> I'm standing here now with Trevor from Aussie Pit Boys. Mate, it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. How are you feeling? Uh, a bit lethargic. A uh, big night. But, uh, yeah, happy with the hand-ins uh, or bar our brisket. But, um, yeah, that's to be. Mate, there's a lot of that going around at the moment. The pointy end has come and gone. And I think we're all on uh, what I like to call the barbecue crash. Yeah, well, you know, you couldn't do it on a better day. Beautiful weather up here, and I was up here last year as a spectator, and, and uh, yeah, straight away I was, I'm was i competing next year, and I was, I was happy to just jump on and per put on perfect weather as, as usual up here. Now, you've travelled quite a way to be here, haven't you? Where have you come up from? Uh, on the Central Coast. So this is probably the, uh, other than New Zealand, this is the, the farthest that we, we travel. Uh, we, we missed out on Melbourne, I was away, but uh, 15 comps this year, so it's a, it's a, it's a big, big haul. 15? Yeah, so um, I'm almost divorced, but um, the wife's let me give, give me a day pass uh, every now and then to, to get away, and no, I'm ha happy to do it. Uh, it's in the blood now. Only been, you know, just over 18 months, and yeah, from, from the first comp, I, I was hooked, so we're, we're right into it now. Wow, that's incredible. Now, you've got quite an interesting looking trailer here. Can you tell me a bit about um, about the trailer? Yeah, well, when, when uh, I started off, we you know, jumped, jumped on board with uh, Char Griller with the Acorns uh, and um, myself and uh, Keith, we, we sort of teamed up and um, he's moved, moved on now with his, with his own team and uh, we, we liked what, what we were using at the time and, and uh, no, it was great. So you've got um, two of them mounted into the trailer here I can see. Is there something else on the other side that I can't see? Yeah, so we've, we've got the two acorns mounted on one side, nice big double sinks and a, a nice big prep bench uh, with, with the beer taps over there. Um, you know, it's just a necessity for, for some comps where you can you can bring a few beverages. Uh, but yeah, no, it's um, it's worked well. Um, I'm moving on next year, um, different pits, so um, exciting times ahead. 
are you able to tell me what you're moving on to or is it under wraps at this stage? Um, not sure. <laughs> All right, we'll just move along then. That's okay, that's okay. So how do you feel about your hand-ins? Uh, yeah, like I said, ha- happy with everything. Um, seafood, uh, yeah, not too bad, but yeah, I'm not happy with our beef. But um, yeah, overall, lamb, um, chicken, really good. Uh, so confident, quietly. Fantastic. So what would be your top three tips for people at home cooking lamb? Uh, a, a nice sauce. Uh, that's something that we've, we've played around with um, with Heavenly Hill for a long time, trying to get the right sauce. Uh, and, and just keep it simple. Uh, don't, don't think into it too hard and, and yeah, just really concentrate on, on what you're doing and, and just try and present the best box you can. Fantastic, mate. I love it. So are you here with family here today? Yeah, I travelled up. Uh, my wife and, and my boys come to almost every comp. Uh, we try and um, we've always tried to, to be a family team and, and get together. Uh, there's a, a lot of the other teams bring their wives along and it's a good chance to catch up with, with everyone. It's a, a really good community and uh, make a lot of new friends and it's, it's a really good vibe around, um, especially with the kids that they just run all around the place and play with each other. That is something I do love about the barbecue scene. It is great for bringing people together. It's great for communities and it's great for families. So, mate, I just want to say thank you very much for your time. Um, I don't envy you your your drive home tonight. Um, are you going to work tomorrow? No, no. Just uh, I think we'll get back about uh, three or four a.m. Uh, a few stops along the way to to just make sure that we get there. And uh, yeah, mate, you know you, you do what you do um, to compete and. You know, you, you wouldn't do it if you if you didn't love the sport. So, yeah, we're happy to do it. Definitely. All right, well, thanks for your time and best of luck come presentations. Cheers, mate, and thanks very much. Thank you. You're listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with barbecue pitmaster Ben Arnott. Thank you so much for getting along to not only watch, but more importantly, to participate in the Burley Barbecue Championships. What a cracking day for this amazing uh, festival. It's a festival celebrating barbecue here at beautiful North Burley on the Gold Coast. We would like to thank this year's awesome sponsors. It wouldn't have happened without you. Buffalo Trace Bourbon, Raider Hill Smokers, Clean Heat Barbecue, Gold Coast City Council Division 12, Super Butcher, Blank GC, and the North Burley Surf Club. And of course, Breeze Events as well. We have a very special VIP here at this year's event, International Barbecue Champion. He doesn't get any bigger than this in terms of barbecuing. Andy Groneman from Kansas, USA. He's been here as our ambassador, also holding some masterclasses and training school facilitator. Our Burley 2017 this year's event is sanctioned by the Australasian Barbecue Alliance with team uh, scores from this year's event counting towards the national championships. The co-founder of the competition, Jay Beaumont, was our head judge today, supported by uh, Rachel Davis. A big thank you to those two absolute legends. Great to have you here. Now, the first category that was handed in this morning was chicken. Coming in at third, we have the Inglorious Basters. Number two, Bulldogs Barbecue Australia. And the winner of the chicken category at this year's Burley Barbecue Competition, Roland Smoke. 
Seafood category, presented by State Member for Burley, Michael Hart. And that brings us to our third placed winner who can come up to the stage, Tex Oz. Coming in at number two, we have Smoke for Days. And coming in at number one, winning the seafood category, Double Barrel Barbecue. Lamb, presented by Buffalo Trace Australia, Chris Macklin is here. Coming in at third in the lamb category, we have the Aussie Pit Boys. Coming in at number two in the lamb category, we have the third degree burns. Coming in at number one in the lamb category, Tex Oz. Moving on to beef. Sponsored by Super Butcher, we have Robert Maxworthy here from Radar Hill Smokers to give out prizes. Please make your way to the stage. Coming in at third, the Schenk Brothers. Coming in at second place, we've heard the name before, Tex Oz. Congratulations. Cleaning up so far. And coming in at first place, all the way from beautiful Brisbane in Queensland, we have 50 Shades of Pork. I think we need a category for the most creative name. A winning prize for that. Congratulations, lads. One category left, pork ribs. Third place, please make your way to the stage. Oh, actually, who's presenting this? We have Matt Dagg, GM. Sorry, Matthew. I'm in trouble already. Matt Dagg, GM of the North Burley Surf Life Saving Club. Coming in at third place, we have 50 Shades of Pork. Coming in at second place, Tex Oz. And taking out the title in the pork rib section this year's competition, give it up for the Smoke Kings. Radio, it's time for the grand champion announcement. Coming in at third place, we have from Brisbane, Double Barrel Barbecue. <laughs> we now have the reserve grand champion winning $1,000 and a trophy, amazing trophy, presented by Buffalo Trace Australia. We have Chris Macklin once again representing. This year's reserve grand champion from Sydney, Roland Smoke. <laughs> Our grand champion will be taking away $2,500 plus. This is the prestigious, everyone wants this. As well as the bragging rights, our 2017 event surfboard. And Greg tells me it's been signed, if you flip it around, by all the teams this year. Now, if we call up our American barbecue legend, Andy Groneman, you're going to be presenting this award for us. Gregory, I need to know who the winner is. You need to come over here. I'll be at the casino. 
You've been to the casino. <laughs> you can double it. And also, FYI, this win qualifies the, the Grand Champion team to compete in the World Series of Barbecue at the American Royal in Kansas in October next year, if they wish to do so. Give it up. All the way from Newcastle, coming in at number one, the Grand Champion is Tex Oz. They have the biggest smoker that they've hauled all the way up here from Newcastle. At the Congratulations. There you have it, folks. Another awesome beachside comp at Burley done and dusted. Major congrats to Texas Barbecue from my university town of Newcastle on taking out Grand Champion, and also to my good mate Lucas from Roland Smoke on taking out Reserve Grand Champion. I simply cannot speak highly enough of this comp, and I'm already counting down the days until the 2018 event. Coming up in the next few weeks, I'll be doing a live demonstration at Pure Meats Robina, and then I'm heading south to Port Macquarie for Barbecue Wars in a collaborative team with Mark from Smartfire and Keith and Mick from Because Brisket. If you're going to be at either of those events, make sure you come up and say hi. I love meeting listeners and having a good yarn. If you can't make it, reach out to me on the socials. I'm at Smoking Hot Confessions on Facebook and Instagram and Barbecue Confessions on Twitter. If you want to have a good talk about Q, there is the Smoking Hot Confessions community on Facebook, dedicated to teaching, learning, and sharing all about barbecue. To find that, just run a search on Facebook for Smoking Hot Confessions Community. You'll find us right there. If you have an event you'd like covered or a product you'd like reviewed, please send me an email directly to ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a chat. Now, do you like free stuff? I have an ebook that you might like. 27 Lessons Learned from Competition Barbecue. It's a collection of tips and advice from my own experience as both a competitor and a judge. You can grab your copy at smokinghotconfessions.com slash ebooks. There's also a link in the description. There are two very exciting projects I'm working on at the moment. One is season two of the podcast. The details are under wraps for now, but I'll let you in on more soon. The second thing is a range of merchandise for all of you out there. Keep an eye on the socials as I'll be posting the mock-ups of the caps, t-shirts and hoodies shortly. Gotta say, they're pretty sweet. However you're listening to this podcast right now, please remember to subscribe, rate and review the show. It'll only take a minute of your time, but makes a big difference to the show's rankings and helps expose it to new listeners. Take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions. Yeah.